We're gonna talk to some people, gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna talk to Hello. some people, gonna learn a lot of stuff. We're gonna talk to some Hello. people, gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna talk to some Hello. people, gonna learn a lot of stuff. Cause whisper nose blank. Hi guys, thanks for listening this week. I have a really fun show this week because my comedian is not only hilarious, but he has a very strange area of expertise. Before we get to that, thank you for listening. Um, if you like this podcast, take a second to like it, subscribe to it, follow it online. Uh, my name is Kristen Key. I'm the host of this show. I'm a comedian. I'm a musician. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook. My website's kristenkey.com. I'm also on TikTok, so say hello to me on all my social media. Now, this week's guest, he is a very, very funny comedian. Uh, he's also an actor, and he's an expert on the Adams Family. So, hey, computer lady, play that interview with Daniel Webb. Playing interview with Daniel Webb. Daniel, thank you for joining me today. Hi, how are you, Kristen? Oh my God, I'm great. I'm super <laughs> excited about this topic. I haven't had an Adams Family expert on yet. Well, you probably haven't had an old queen like me on yet that can tap that back far into the last century and is it willing enough to age myself to say that i love the adams family oh my god it's it is it's like when i ask people what they're into or what they're an expert on i'm always surprised by it but my first question has to be what qualifies you at an adams family expert uh there are quite a few things that qualify me for this other than being like a mega nerd uh and mega like especially for like macabre goth shit even though i hate saying goth in the year of hot topic or years of hot topic <laughs> Um, but I collect, uh, from an early age, cause I'm a weirdo. I collect Charles Adams books. Uh, he was a cartoonist for the New Yorker in like the twenties, thirties and forties, uh, for the young people out there. If you like Edward Gorey, if you like Tim Burton drawings, if, like I said, if you've bought a goofy ghouly looking image from something at hot topic, you're ripping off Charles Adams. Uh, he was a brilliant cartoonist. And so I used to go to used bookstores and find that stuff. Kind of right about the same time that I like discovered the television show, which as a kid from the 80s and the 90s, it was like a common rerun uh, to come across uh, on TV. So I uh, kind of became obsessed with it. I uh, wanted to become Morticia Adams as a as a young. I was going to ask which character you related to the most. <laughs> well, as a young straight man, Morticia Adams uh, really spoke to me. Um, I think it was the low neckline. You know, I think it was. Because if you ever saw her dress, did you ever notice that she had the long sleeve black with the like sheer little dangly parts at the end of the of the end of the wrist on the TV show? I always noticed the silhouette of how it hugged her curves. So, yeah, I don't know that uh -oh. I caught. Maybe I missed. <laughs> I missed well, your sleeves, Daniel. <laughs> here's what you don't know about me. I was a very uh, uh, curvy nine year old. And so I loved being cut live. Is that the word? Live. I like that <laughs> word, though. T H E, I think. Um, yeah, I really wanted to be like a Morticia Adams. I, I had short hair, but I wanted to part it down the middle. You know, I wanted to, I changed my posture to stand with the very, like she stands in a way with her, with her um, pointer fingers flexed towards the sky with her arms crossed. I can very much remember talking to my friend, Ricky Robinson in the hallway of Shady Oaks Elementary in the fourth grade and him being like, hey, I want to talk to you for a second. And I go, okay. And then I like position <laughs> my body like that to prepare myself for whatever my friend's going to say. And I remember Ricky like looking at me and rolling his eyes because he knew exactly who I was appropriating. Oh my God. <clears throat> but to officially answer your question at the age of, I think I was 11 when I officially won it. I won an Adams Family trivia contest for the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, which is the newspaper in, in the greater Dallas-Fort Worth area. And I won like a psychopath when I was little. No, that's um, amazing. 
I know. And I won this. This is so funny. This is actually always just around my house, but I won this snow globe that is the house and then things holding it. But this it's so old that there's no more water in it. So the snow is just dust. I love it that you just have it right here with you at all times. In my mind, it's you just travel with it. Oh, you mean my my trophy from that Adams Family trivia contest I won? It's right here. (laughs) All my like art and writing and shit is like back here. So it's my like the only trophy I own is that. What was it about um, like the Adams family or the, I guess the feeling of the show that kind of drew you in because they had a different vibe than any other kind of, um, I don't know, television family or even cartoon family. Like they're definitely not like the family circus. They were definitely weren't blondie. Ugh, both of those. My grandmother, she would put like new family circus cartoons on her like fridge that she thought were cute. And I always thought that was like the grossest like. Oh, ugh. PJ's doing things again. Yes. Cautious like... little round headed child. And if you ever read Charles, like Charles Adams, I think is such a genius because most of his cartoons, like they're not comics, they're cartoons. It's just one image, right? And then under is usually just one line, a caption of some kind, which is absolutely hysterical. One of my favorites is, and again, he drew the Adams family, but they weren't named that. They were just this like ghoulish group of characters that showed up in his weekly cartoons sometimes. And then other times he would just draw stuff and like one of my favorites is a little a woman who looks like little Bo Peep right it's this little lady with a bonnet and she has like the little cane the very tall cane right and she's checking her mail you know how like a chain letter like a ransom note you cut out all the letters and you glue them together to to create the message so little Bo Peep has just opened her mail and there's just one thing and with no caption all you do is look at the image and it's her with her little staff and she's reading this thing with the glued letters and it says we got your sheep (laughs) And it's from 1940 something. Do you know what I mean? Like that kind of like dark humor is close is, you know, 80 ish years old. There's another brilliant cartoon of Charles Adams where it's Noah's Ark sailing off into the flood and rain, 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 rain. You just see this in infinite ocean and the ark in the distance. And then there's a little rock in the middle of all this horrible rain and, and everything. Just this little island with two little unicorns staring at the ark that <laughs> clearly left them behind. And again, that's from the 30s or 40s, right? Gene, that's brilliant. Brilliant. No words. You know what I mean? That's just one image. And he's so fucking funny. So reading those, I would just like lay on the ground and just laugh, 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 laugh. And and so the TV show at least was black and white and was kind of dark like those images. But then the movie kind of, the movies in the 90s came out all at the same time. So it was kind of this perfect storm of me wanting to be a cartoonist because I draw. I wanted to be Morticia so I could be. Oh yeah, I do everything. Oh, uh, but you do. I could, but I either want to be. Trades. Listen, see, look at us. We need to go on the road. Uh, <laughs> but I swear, I either wanted to be Angelica Houston or Carolyn Jones, who was the TV actress that played yes. Morticia, um, who was from Texas. Oh, like us. Who mm-hmm. was the better Gomez? Do you think uh, TV Gomez or movie Gomez? Great question. Um, okay, so oh, that's so, that's very difficult. Um, I have my answer. You've got yours. I mean, oh whatever shit, it may you're be. locked and loaded. Okay, I, I think- yeah, I I picked mine today when I was deep diving. I was like, oh, I like. I thought TV Gomez when I saw the movies. I was like, I wish you were more like TV Gomez. I okay. loved how cine- he, how he smiled, but not with his eyes. Like this thing mm-hmm. on TikTok right now is smile. With, mm-hmm. smile without your eyes raise your eyebrows stop smiling at your model face yes. he just smiled without his eyes all the time and he looked yes. like he had bodies in his closet all the time <laughs> he i agree when i saw the movies it was like what's with this lusty weird 
thing, but I actually really prefer the Raul Julia. I think okay. it's more like in my life, I'm like, I can, I've met a man like that. You know what Definitely. I mean? Definitely. Yeah. I'd never met a man like TV Gomez. TV Gomez. No. TV Gomez is like, I think he's more honoring the cartoon character 100%. Um, and, and so I kind of, I kind of don't have a definitive answer, but I like, if I was going to fuck one of them, it would be movie Gomez. <laughs> okay. Okay. I like, <laughs> I like going with those perimeters. Um, <laughs> Did the illustrations, is that what gave the Adams family like their eccentricities? Like, like I always liked that Lurch played the harpsichord as opposed to like, like a piano or a guitar or, or whatever, some, some creepy instrument. Yeah. It was just interesting to me. A lot of the jokes. So he's very Victorian. Like Charles Adams himself is <clears throat> kind of obsessed with Victorian stuff. You can tell by the house, the exterior of it all. He actually has some really funny cartoons that are not Adams family related. Uh, that are just all the houses that he draw and draw drew, excuse me, and the people and stuff like that are slightly Victorian, which gives it that spooky edge no matter what. Um, but yes, the television show, like in the 60s, named the characters like Gomez, Morticia, Wednesday, all that stuff was something developed for the television show. Uh, he, again, the name Adams just comes from the artist. So what they leaned on was more like, Yes, a spooky looking house and yes, the visuals of it all, but the kind of context for the jokes and the story and the character, they really developed for TV. Um, I, I think the cousin it character is somewhere in the cartoons, but he's certainly not named that and stuff. Uh, so they got really campy with the television stuff, which is why I don't actually think it's a very good TV show. So it's so funny at the time. I, because that was like 92, I think, is when it might. Oh my God, has it been to... that long? Okay. Well, I was in the, yeah, here's the best part. Okay, so you, do you remember Scholastic Books, right? Yes. Like the little book, the troll books or whatever? Yeah. You'd order. So, and you remember how like movies would have books, yes. right? It'd be like the book version of the movie. Not like how Gone with the Wind was a book before the movie. You know what I mean? It was like the reverse, right? So <clears throat> you better believe I ordered at the Adams Family book. That was the movie, right? Right. And so I'm reading it in the fourth grade. I'm bringing this up to date myself because I believe it was 1992. Uh, and Wednesday says the words homicidal maniac. And I remember asking my fourth grade teacher, Miss Anders, a major Christian bitch, because <laughs> I didn't know the word. I didn't know what that meant. And then my, you're in class. And I remember going to my teacher the day that we got the books, right? The book, book drive came and everybody has their new stickers and all this bullshit. And I remember going to my teacher and pointing to the way I go, what does that mean? She goes, it's homicidal. Like, what does that mean? She's like, it's someone who kills people. I was like, oh. And I just remember, like, not even blinking because in my head it was in the context of the Adam family. And so yeah. that's what I'm reading. Lord knows what that poor stupid bitch thought. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, Texas teachers, yeah. So I think the at the time it was – I didn't see Wayne's World, and I still haven't, because I went and saw the Adam family. Like, that Okay. Obsessed. But they were all out at the same time is why I bring that up. Like, I just went – to the movies but they were making tv movies out of everything at that time beverly hillbillies the right Flintstones, right right all that kind of shit they were taking a lot of six dennis the menace all that stuff taking a lot of television from that time and making it into movies um and that was just one of them but i think for some reason it was one of the bigger sellers or one of the better ones the cast how did they get that well, yeah. kind of cast on the adams <laughs> family how did they convince these these a-list movie stars like angelica houston who's a dream like she's a great morticia oh like, my god like she was morticia. born to play that role 
I think the witches really gave her a leg up. It was like, okay, she's spooky, but like it really just held the door open for her. But I want to have a long lunch with Angelica Houston as Morticia. <laughs> that's I think a that's tall some, request. Uh, could you ask cosplay. her to please come as Morticia? Be funny Nothing. if she was like, yes, I do this all the time. <laughs> She's like, again, okay, I'll put the wig on. And then we'll have to do it on Thursdays because I wear that on Thursdays. <laughs> um, I would love that. I also want Amy Sedaris to be the waitress, but not for any sexist, <laughs> weird reason. But I think she'd be into it. I think she'd be really good at it. Well, she'd forget yeah. things, but yeah. um, she'd be entertaining. So it had Angelica Houston. It also had uh, Christina Ricci, which she was only 10 when she played that role marvelously. And and fresh off of Mermaids, which I think was her, like what her big break, right? God, I love that movie so much. Like, I love it though. I think the music and her and Winona Ryder and Cher, albeit a family. Well, the part with the hole where they make the lamp that with it cascades the the reflections of all the yeah. shapes. Right. That part as a child, I remember making me like cry. And then who who saves her when she drowns? Um, she jump in? The boy, the boy right. that ugh, that awful sex crazed boy. Well, I always wanted that to like happen to me. I wanted Aww. to be like, help, help. <laughs> that boy in a leather jacket just comes to like, save I'll me. save you and have sex with you. <laughs> right. You're a writer. I mean, I get like, yeah, but I, was that Christina Ricci's first? And then it was Adam's family. And then she was. Oh, did she girl. do Casper? No, I think, I think Casper's Mermaids after. was her first. Yeah, Mermaids was her first. And I, my favorite, I love it when she gets drunk in that. And I think. For uh, however old she was, she really played drunk well, which is frightening. <laughs> well, I'm sure I'm sure Winona Ryder gave her a few. Wow, it was so um, good. I do love. There's something about Christina Ricci from the first Adam's Family to the second, where she's like obviously older, but it's just a better Wednesday. Like she's kind of the Darlene Connor. Oh God, Adams. yes, that's very well said. Very you well know, said. She just kind of, particularly the camp scene where they do the rightful rewrite of Amer- of Native American American history, where what is the line? Brilliant of the screenwriter says, "And my people will uh, sell turquoise on the roadside and drink highballs or some shit like that." Like they just <laughs> nail it. That whole part of that movie, the summer camp part with Pugsley Wednesday, like so being that- like. We're Adams. <laughs> like, we don't really well, summer camp. We have to talk about the second movie just for a second. Okay, because the first one is I love it. My heart's there. It changed everything for my life because I just wanted to be Angelica Houston for a long time. Uh, and both movies really looked towards the cartoons for the imagery and some of the jokes too, like the wallpaper in the kids' rooms, the beds, like are in the cartoons from 30s. I'm talking the wallpaper patterns. Like Charles Adams wow. drew these weird ghoulish critters that have like fins for hands and weird beaks. And then they absolutely wow. mirrored them in the movie. So they're really, I love that. I, that's such a dedication to him because he's the originator and stuff. However, the second movie, there's two, they loaded it up with scene stealers, right? Let's talk about the camp counselors just for a second. It's Christine Baranski, who the bitch will steal a scene no matter what you in, right? And then I forget the son of a bitch's name. Who's the other guy? He's dead, but he was on fucking Ally McBeal. And the... oh, who was he? I can't even remember. But he's hilarious, right? That, it was one of the few sequels that I think either did better or I liked it more for it's sure better. than the it original. It's a better movie, but but, but I the think the queen of all scene stealers is Joe Cusack. Cusack. Oh like, my god! No question. Oh like, my god! Malibu Barbie. Like, that's so iconic. I just watched an episode <laughs> of SVU with her in it yesterday, where. <laughs> 
like she had a daughter and her daughter gets abducted so she gets a like a new foster daughter and then gives her foster daughter a nose job to look like her old daughter <laughs> but it's like and it's all so bizarre that you're like if it were anybody else but the whole time she's like no yes. my daughter went missing and you're like <laughs> i believe every word she's saying she's so ridiculously wonderful Have you seen the movie breaking news with holly hunter and god yes okay and they give her this is such an old for people who didn't live in last century where you had the live tape and you have to run the tape to the newsroom right and she's Jokuzak's like running down the hallway <laughs> and she hits every water fountain and like push cart and she's just gotta get the tape to the newsroom but the bitch is slamming into everything on the way there like she can nail like my favorite is the part in the Adam family where she's about to uh, after she blew the house up and it doesn't kill fester so then fester's driving and she's following in pursuit in the high-speed chase joan cusack is fucking hilarious yeah with the green screen behind her which is clearly so fake and she's clearly in a studio she just, commits she just yeah. commits oh god but that's what honestly makes that movie not a, a horrible shit show it's I, yeah so i guess if it were anybody else because the whole movie with when you think about it it's just it's there's just it's it's murderville population everybody <laughs> the kids are the baby. right the kids are trying to kill the baby <laughs> nanny's trying to kill fester the and the kids and, oh yeah and fester yeah yeah um which i hate both movies because for being fester or for having fester be the a fester plot. forward are we t let's just call it fester forward hate it that's the best way i've ever it heard bothers it. me it bothers me too fester forward plot lines when he's clearly yeah. the most boring one I mean, it wasn't sorry, my favorite. Lloyd. No, Morticia needs to be at the uh, Wednesday. Let's just make it all about Wednesday and Morticia have mother daughter murder day. Yes. Best movie ever. It's time for five quick questions. I really think you're an Adams Family expert, but I'm going to test heart. your knowledge with five quick questions about okay. the Adams Family. Okay. Question okay. one uh, Which hip hop artist sang the song before the movie The Adams Family? Uh, it went on to win a Raspberry Award for the worst original song that year. Okay, I know the answer to this. I did not know that fact. The I didn't oh. know it got a, a worst of. That's the only award song. that song won was a Raspberry. <laughs> so it might be the only award that artist ever won. Okay, the number one that I wanted to say was Snoop because he's in the new animated one, but it's not. It's not Snoop, but it is. It is MC Hammer for the Adams Groove. That is correct. That is correct. And there's a reason he went bankrupt. There's so many reasons. I mean, <laughs> good luck with your ministry. Question two. <laughs> Question two. Anthony Hopkins turned down this Adams Family role to play Hannibal Lecter in Silence of the Lambs. What Adams Family member did he it, not play? <laughs> I mean, it has to be Fester just based on the visual that is correct it is uncle fester anthony just... hopkins was asked to play uncle fester turn it down to play hannibal lecter and who would have played raul julia could have never played hannibal lecter that would have never worked. <laughs> that would have not worked. that would have been some off-broadway no christopher lloyd would have been hannibal lecter. oh that's right <laughs> that's right sorry that's right question three <laughs> question three i sleep on my side my wife sleeps on her stomach in what position does Wednesday Adams sleep? Uh, she sleeps coffin style. She sleeps on her back with her arms folded. She does, like just that. like my grandma. Oh, the live one, <laughs> the live one. No, my live one sleeps like that. Okay, both of them, both of them sleep like that. Question four, what is Wednesday Adams' middle name? Okay, I know that there's a family tree 
in the I think it's Calpurnia. I really do. But I think it's because they walk through the graveyard and she says, isn't that who they burned at the stake was her great aunt Calpurnia? I think that's who was burned at the stake. But that's not, I'm fine, I'll answer Calpurnia. That's incorrect. Her middle name was Friday. Wednesday, Friday, Adams. I think you're right. <laughs> but I'm going to look it up. I'm sorry I'm challenging you on all of these. You're allowed to challenge anything because, honestly, I put these quizzes together in about 10 minutes. I think you're right, and I'm wrong about the Calpurnia because it's... Oh, you are right. I do think a Calpurnia was one of their family members, but it's uh, yeah. Wednesday, Friday, Adams. Wednesday, Friday, Adams. Do you know what? That's a funny joke on their part. Well, because it's Wednesday's full of woe. I forget what the poem is, but that's why she's Wednesday to begin with. But what is Friday? I was like, Wednesday's child is full of woe. Friday's child is such a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not it. Close. At Monday's full of, Monday's child is full of face. So it's fat on Mondays. Tuesday's full of grace. We'll let it slide. Wednesday's full of woe. Thursday's child has far to go. Ooh, um, sounds like me. Friday's child loving and giving. Saturday's child works hard for a living. What? These are all Donna Summer songs. <laughs> <laughs> Every last one of those. <laughs> Question number five. Oh, this is a this is about love and pet names. What does Gomez call Morticia as a pet name? And he calls her a few different things. So if you get any of these, I'll give it to you. Uh, he calls her Carida, and he calls her Caramia. Yes. Well, you have definitely proven yourself uh, an Adams Family expert uh, oh, with chit-chatting with me. You got four out of five on five quick questions, and now it's my favorite Debatable. part of the show, and that's where I ask you so nicely to play a rad lib with me. <gasps> I love these. And now it's time for rad libs. Welcome back to Mad Mondays. My guest this week is a hilarious comedian. He's an actor. He's an expert on the Adams Family, and you can hear our entire interview right now on the Kristen Knows Blank podcast. It's Daniel Webb. Mad Mondays. You know how this goes. I've written a story specifically for you. I've left out some parts of speech. If you give me those parts of speech, together we're going to make a hilarious story. Are you ready to play Radlibs? Uh, I am, and just a heads up to you and your listeners, uh, I am a grammatical dipshit, so please forgive me <laughs> if I don't know uh, what an adverb is. Okay, everybody judge harshly. I need an adjective. <laughs> I need an adverb. <laughs> uh, okay, sparkly. Another adjective. Bloody. Yee. Last name of U.S. President. Bush. What a great word. I just Bush. love Bush. I need a type of vehicle. Oh, a sob. Ooh, I love a sob. Favorite kind of car. Plural noun. Bears. Oh, another plural noun. Dildos. Dildos. Mm -hmm. Do I say that? Do I say this word weird? Dildos. I think if you put the accent on the dough. Dildos. Yeah. Dildos. <laughs> it's like you're like a last your name. Like, Dildo. Nice to meet you. <laughs> I'm Bill Dildo. <laughs> Of the we Chicago hear... dildos? Oh, the Chicago dildos. <laughs> we here at Bill Dildo Tiling, we want to make sure all your backsplash looks as good as you want. <laughs> oh my God, this show's out of control. I need a dog's name. Oh, classic. Okay, so my dog currently, his name, we, I don't want to use this, is, is Bear Snacks. He's a cute Aww, dog. Bear when Snacks. He, isn't that cute? Uh, but when he dies and I get a new dog, I want to name that dog Strangles. So Strangles. Aww. Article of clothing, plural. Plural. Okay, um, diaphragm. I'm not sure if them's clothes or not, but what do I know about <laughs> diaphragms? They're wearable. An occupation. Huck um, Ooh, a website. Oh my God, my favorite website ever, Asparade.com. 
I don't what, want. <laughs> what is Asparade.com? Just for our listeners, so they're not like. <laughs> I'm not sponsored by them. Hashtag ad. Um, <laughs> but my very heterosexual married friends, uh, cis, I guess, I don't know, man and woman, het- heteros, breeders. Um, one time, a hundred years ago, they were just, we were just talking about exactly blah, blah, blah. And the day as a married couple watched porn, and I thought that was great. And I remember like, what kind of porn? And without even blinking, both of them go asparade.com. And I just thought, like, who doesn't want to go to the ass parade? <laughs> I do. You wave a little flag. An adjective. Assy. Ooh. <laughs> Now we have a theme. <laughs> Ooh, a verb. Fine. Fine. Okay. Uh, a question. Whose dog bit me on my butt? I know a lot of actor friends, and sometimes you have to try out like dialects or accents for like auditions and stuff, you know? <laughs> Which I guess is sort of racist these days. But like if you're having to do a southern accent or like. Sure. Or the queen. The Queen, perfect, right? If you're doing the Queen, a perfect like, you know, I'm like, well, say an English accent. They're like, what do you want me to say? Say, whose dog bit me on my butt? Whose dog bit me on my butt? You know, whose dog bit me on my butt? Uh, plural weapon. Switchblades. Switchblade. Uh, a disease. Horny. Plagues me. Plagues. <laughs> Chronic. Terrible. We need to have a fundraiser. Debilitate. Yes. Bedridden. Someone Sir call. Daniel Webb's debilitating horniness call a doctor or just someone who's dressed like one i need an animal <laughs> oh hippopotamus dream job oh, a hippo yay that's um, what i want to do for a living i need a bodily fluid i'll say glitter tears glitter tears it's what happens when you get dumped while a kylie minogue song is playing in the background Stars have to align. Um, a violent act. Uh, stalking. You are wonderful. A liquid. Oh, champagne. A famous movie quote. Catherine O'Hara as Delia Deeds in Beetlejuice, where she's, a, and I'm kind of bastardizing the whole line, but it's uh, whether they are living or not, Lydia, people will walk all over you. We have a story. The weird family next door. A new family just moved into the neighborhood. They're creepy and they're kooky, sparkly and spooky. They're all together bloody. The Bush family. (laughs) We're off to a phenomenal start. This is great. One day they just drove up in a long black sob and started unloading their bears. They have a live-in butler, so they must have a lot of dildos. <laughs> dildo. <laughs> uh, Bill Dildo is their butler. I think the father's name is Strangles, and I don't know what he does, but he wears expensive diaphragms. I think he's a hooker. My wife thinks he got rich from owning stocks of Asparade.com. <laughs> the truest story I've ever read. This is like, I believe this. I don't know if this is a story or history. (laughs) The dot com explosion, I think. They have two assy kids. (laughs) Who don't bind like other kids their age. But you know what they say about kids. Whose dog bit me on my butt? (laughs) I was trying to go with a Bush accent. (laughs) That is, see, there you go. There you go. But... Last week, I saw them in the backyard throwing switchblades with Uncle Horny. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that 
one kind of jumped out at me. Please, can I? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, tonight the part of Uncle Horny will be played by Daniel Webb. <laughs> that's so good. Oh my god, that's so good. Wearing switchblades with Uncle Horny. <laughs> Sounds about right. The Bush family. <laughs> They've definitely raised the eyebrows of the HOA. They've already got a warning for walking their hippo off leash and not picking up its glitter tears. Oh. Sometimes I worry that they might stalk me in my sleep, but they're still my neighbors. I know if I ever needed to borrow an egg or a cup of champagne, they would say, living or not, Lydia, people will walk all over you. <laughs> I think that's a good story. That's the best story I've heard all day. <laughs> I think we had a through line. It was whimsical, but it was believable. So many things happened, and I feel like we actually learned more about the Bushes than anything. Oh, you know Uncle Horny Bush is going to run for governor somewhere. <laughs> You know that. <laughs> my God, you are hysterical. Please tell my <laughs> listeners and viewers um, where they can find you and what you have coming up. Um, if they want to search for me online, I'm on almost every silly app under at the Daniel Webb. Sometimes it's at the underscore Daniel Webb, but you're smart. They'll figure it out. Uh, and comedically speaking, you can look for me on my new hour special, uh, Live at the Rose Bowl. Uh, which was recorded last year during pandemic. Um, I'm the first gay man, queer person to perform stand-up at the Rose Bowl. Um, and also I play music. I, I sing songs and play music, which was uh, a big risk because I sound like dog shit when I sing, but I did it anyway. Not you're wonderful. You're a oh, treasure. Thanks. You're a national treasure. And thank you so much for doing the show today. It was wonderful to get to spend some time with you. Back at you. Thank you. Bad Mondays. Interview complete. Sending Daniel Webb to live with Uncle Horny. Oh no, there goes Daniel Webb. Thank you, Daniel, for being on the show. The guys, thank you for listening. Please find and follow Daniel on all his social media. Um, take a second to like this podcast, follow it, subscribe it, find me online, like me, subscribe to me, um, and tune in each week. I have an, a new comedian, a new weird topic. We talk, we do five quick questions, we play a rad lib, and it's all a great time. So until next time, we're gonna talk to some people, gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna talk to Hello. some people, gonna learn a lot of stuff. We're gonna talk to some Hello. people, gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna talk to some Hello. people, gonna learn a lot of stuff. Cause Whisper knows. <laughs> <laughs>